0: Here is the situation, folks. Kate and Maggie have flown overseas. They're living it up in Europe, leaving Elise and myself to make the best of what we've got. So we're taking this opportunity to talk about a film that we both thoroughly enjoy. And it's a movie that's met some unshared criticism within parts of the group, not naming names here. But that film is about time. Because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Elliot Janetta. And this week, I'm editing this episode. So get ready for some bumpy and wild terrain ahead. Who knows what will happen.
1: How long will I love you? As long as stars are
0: above you. Longer if I can. As you know, Kate and Maggie are living it up in Europe, and so we're just feeling some time here before they come back. This is also your birthday episode. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I really hate that you bring up the fact that I'm aging, but yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, this is coming out the week of my birthday, so when you hear this, I will be older. 27. Why would you say that? Why would you say that?
0: Two and a seven.
1: Why would you say that? Yeah, so that feels weird. It gives me a lot of existential dread. Uh, it makes me feel like I've wasted the best years of my life. But what are you going to do? If only I had a time machine that I could conveniently clench my fists and go back in time. Well. And use. You still have
0: some good years left.
1: Some good years before Hand my youth flight. escapes me. Yeah.
0: Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, if this is, I don't know, comes off a little different, obviously the damn the Da, 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 the dynamic is different. And so we're figuring it out along with you.
1: Yeah. No, it, it is. It, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> I feel like when Kate and Maggie are here, I'm like so excited to like tell them about stuff. But I'm like,
0: yeah, it's all stuff that I've we've to peek behind the curtain. We've spent our weeks together. We've watched this movie together. <laughs> we've both read and written notes independently of each other at the same time. But. Yeah, I don't know. This is like uh it's a little weird.
1: This is a peek behind the curtain as to what Elliot and I's uh, relationship is like, which mm-hmm. is just conversing. Stale.
0: Um <laughs> how's your week?
1: My week was good. Um I got to spend some time with some kittens, which is filling a fluffy void in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um my dearest friend, Cade went away and asked me to house sit for his cat and her baby or one baby. And uh, it was really sweet and I love them a lot. And they're like the funniest cats because the mom is only like a year and a half. And the kitten is, I think like a baby, maybe two months. And they're both so like, like rambunctious and nosy and like menaces to society. But they're also the sweetest babies in the world Mm -hmm. because they just want to be a part of whatever you're doing. If I'm washing the dishes, they are in the sink if I'm sweeping, they are sitting on the dustpan. If I am washing my hands in the washroom, they are jumping up the shower curtain to get into the sink to also sit there in the water that they don't like. Um, I tried to do a puzzle and they both kept just knocking all of the pieces off in like one sweep off the table and onto the ground. So I just have to keep picking up the pieces and flipping them over again. And then I just gave up. Uh, But it reminded me how much I love kittens, but that they are a lot of work. And maybe I'm not ready for a kitten yet. Mm -hmm. It was like a nice little test drive to be like, oh, right. And also that like constant anxiety in the back of my head being like, what's going on with the kittens? Are the kittens okay? Should I go check on the kittens? Are the kittens good? Are they fed? Did they knock everything over? Are they trapped? But I think this is another step in the direction of me becoming a professional house and pet sitter. Right. This is the third family and pets this summer Mm -hmm. that I've sat for. So. Maybe I should start making a card. Uh the other thing that I got to get back to was trivia. Okay. Uh my also dear friend Lee found this bar on Queen Street that does trivia every Friday. And I forgot how much I love being on a team and doing trivia. Mm-hmm. And that's something I would like to continue doing. It's been a while. It's been a while every week, but some nice nice jogs down memory line this week. Jogs. Yeah.
0: Elliot, how's your week? My week has been Pleasant. I have been dipping into some of these skillshare courses that I've been I don't know, like having bookmarked and haven't gone back to. Mm. And I'm finally just finished this one on InDesign, which is the program that I'm gonna start doing our newsletter in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where I had a general knowledge of what that program could do in terms of just learning off of my own and just having non having known illustrator and then kind of dipping back and forth between all of those and then all of a sudden taking this course where they're actually teaching you how to use the program it mm-hmm. was like i was using it with two hands tied behind my back i had no idea that you could do all these things the right way and it is this is going to be a very different newsletter it's going to be very much well much more polished and <sighs> well put together because I, I actually know how to use, use, use this program. I could
1: hear you from the kitchen being like, Oh, it does that automatically. Oh, you can set those parameters. Oh.
0: And it's taught by this, um, funny New Zealand guy. So it sounds like, um, Taika Waititi is teaching me this course.
1: Cause everybody from New Zealand sounds like one guy. Yeah,
0: they do. <laughs> I can't think of, uh, I tried to do it just for a second, tried to do a New Zealand accent and I, I, no. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> that's a good um, pr-
1: good percentage of our listeners gone. <laughs> but yeah,
0: so that's been good. Um, and the other part of my week is thinking of how, when, what we were going to record while Maggie and Kate were gone. And so we decided to put out a movie poll for you all, our lovely audiences to vote on. And then we just decided to ignore it and <laughs> just look at it when we put it up for 10 seconds and saw like, oh, that movie's winning. And then did check it again until the next day or on our way to record this episode. And we'll do a drive episode another time, but um, that episode's not today. So buckle up because today we are talking about a little film called About Time. My name is Tim. And this is the year that would change my life forever. Happy New Year. I just didn't know it yet. Tim, my dear son, this is going to sound strange, but there's this family secret that the men in the family can travel in time. It's about time we talk about it. It's about time we talk about it. To start off, um, we have mentioned about time a few times on this podcast, and it's been met with a lot of, I don't know, contempt mixed reactions and contempt and hate. And I don't understand where that comes from. For those of you who don't know and haven't seen the movie, would you like to tell them the synopsis of this movie in 30 seconds? Okay. 30 seconds on the clock starting now
1: okay uh domino gleason plays 21 year old tim who uh after a new year's eve party finds out that his family has the ability the men in his family have the ability to travel back in time but only two places they've ever been and tim doesn't want to seconds. get money he doesn't want fame he doesn't want to change the world all he wants is an effing girlfriend and after a chance encounter with rachel mcadams he realizes that time
0: Five time seconds. is slipping
1: slipping slipping and uh, he really loves her Two seconds. How long will I love you?
0: Okay. Yeah. And according to IMDB, at the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and has happened in his own life. His decisions to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend turns out not to be as easy as you might think. This movie was released in 2013. It is directed and written by Mr. Richard Curtis of... Love Actually fame, Pirate Radio, Notting Hill. He also wrote the movie Yesterday.
1: Yesterday.
0: And this very much kind of follows the same Mm -hmm. themes as all those movies. It's a
1: little different, but it...
0: It's a little different because it has a little bit of the science fiction kind of Mm -hmm. elements to it. But at the end of the day, I think it's like life and how love conquers all and how love, love, is love. actually is everywhere <laughs> and yeah. all that stuff.
1: I love actually. I love actually. And I also love actually how his movie handled, how this movie handled time travel because mm-hmm. it, it is science fiction, but it's literally science fiction in a rom-com. So we don't need to talk about the mechanics. We have like one conversation where the concept is introduced. We kind of give the loose parameters, but the movie is really not about time travel as much as you'd think it is. It's not like the time no. travels, time traveler's wife it's not like back to the future.
0: No, it's very, it's, I wouldn't say it's secondary, but it's kind of just an added interesting element mm-hmm. to kind of play around with the repeating of funny scenarios, the repeating of sad scenarios and the repeating of just important parts of your life yeah, and seeing a, them from different angles.
1: It's a great plot device too that like leads to complications, but it's also not like a deus ex Machina that just like, Solves all of the problems. No, like as much as it's a great solution, it still causes its own problems that he can't always use it to get out of. So I really, really like that. And it, mm-hmm. I think, for each situation where they set up where time travel is included, it makes sense. I'm not always sitting there going like, "Well, wait, doesn't that open that loop? And wouldn't that cause the butterfly effect for this?" We just, it's kind of like Tenet in the way where they're just like, "Don't think about it. Just keep on going."
0: But it's, I would also say it's completely not like Tenet at all, where they just. <laughs> They have it so loosely described yeah. and explained. He's just like, well, how come we can do this? I don't know. We just can't like, Yeah, leave it out there. It's just like a quirk that this movie has. And it just kind of just you're jumping on board and they kind of move so fast through the um actual breaking down of it that you don't really need it to be no. kind of explained too it much. It wouldn't make the movie better. It wouldn't make the movie better. And it's kind of one of those things that the more you think about. I think for the level of detail that they put into it, it's not really anything ultimately too contradicting that mm-hmm. happens where they're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. It's not like Avengers Endgame where they're like, this is the specific thing and like this is why you can't go this way and this uh, way. Yeah, there's no MacGuffin
1: stuff. to be able no, to use this.
0: It's not like he's like, I have to go back in time to have sex with my uncle or whatever, like to like figure <laughs> out classic the, Avengers the, endgame the, plot. The, the plot of how I was born or whatever it was. Um, but
1: there's also no conflict that time travel solves. Like there's not like an overarching issue going on in the movie that he needs to use time travel to fix.
0: No, and they they make it clear up front that this can't fix everything. This is mm-hmm. not your one move to save to win everything kind of thing. And it just works for very specific kind of scenarios. And there's a lot of it that he doesn't actually use mm-hmm. time travel. It's just kind of to get through very key. Moments of his life. Um, I have a little bit of trivia here. Of course, from we IMDb.com. Um, <laughs> we should be
1: sponsored by IMDb Trivia. If you
0: if you want to hear it. Um, so originally, Zoe Deschanel was cast oh. as the role of Mary, but dropped out due to a scheduling conflict, and Rachel McAdams was cast.
1: I'm glad Zoe Deschanel didn't do it.
0: Yeah, because I don't know how close this movie came out to 500 Days of Summer. -hmm. Because that's kind of a similar similar type of movie vibe thing. Um, This is also Richard Griffith's last movie, which is the actor who it plays, one of the actors in the show who you said was, who is from Harry Potter. He played Uncle Vernon. Yeah. Yeah. Because he passed (laughs) away. Mr. Vermont is what I was going to say. (laughs) The the seminal. I watched all the Harry
1: Potter movies. Mr. Mrs.
0: Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Uncle of...
1: Dudley, Vermont.
0: <laughs> Uncle of Harry Potter. <laughs> and towards the end of this film, Rory is reading a book called Trash. Remember, mm-hmm. you even pointed this out, which is actually Richard Curtis's next film. And he wrote the screenplay to both the movie Trash and About Time.
1: Did Trash come out? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of it.
0: Uh, it seems to be very fine. Okay. Like it came out the year after About Time, 2014. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, despite the film being set in England, none of the three actors who play the film's main love interests are actually English. That is true. Dom Gleason is Irish, Rachel McAdams is Canadian, and Margot Robbie is Australian.
1: Hey man, the UK is pretty diverse.
0: Yeah. And so, do you have any sort of... Top-level thoughts. I have a little bit of notes going into the plot, but not too, too many. Like, I'm just going to go through it. I think we're going to keep this one pretty loose in terms of there's not, like, an intense plot to follow. Mm -hmm. But do you have any, like, top-level thoughts of how you feel about this movie?
1: Uh, Overall, this is just, like, a feel-good movie. It also falls into that category of a movie I've seen a lot of times, and I forget how well I know it. Yeah. Like, I know when the music's going to come in. I know when that character's going to say that line. I, like, remember their weird body movements. Um, it always puts me in a good mood. And I think even every time I watch it, there's still stuff I forget happens and I'm like, oh, this is such a good scene. Oh, right. That's what happens. How does he fix this? Such a good scene.
0: This movie is the perfect example of a Elliot and Eva Janetta movie watching experience. Absolutely. Where the amount of times I've gone to see a movie, just me and my mom, it is always a movie like this where it's sort of a romantic comedy or it is some sort of bonding movie where someone befriends someone who they didn't love at the beginning of the movie, your, your green books, your intouchables, your all those kind of movies. Mm -hmm. And I remember I saw this movie in the theater with my mom. And then I saw it again, another time in the theater with you and some of our friends. And the second time we saw it, our two friends who we watched it with, absolutely bawled their eyes out
1: (laughs) it was like us alone in the theater and like i remember callum was just like so far down in his seat just like crying
0: yeah because there is a very distinct crying moment in this film and you kind of get teary-eyed going into it and then all of a sudden it's like they just punch you right in the stomach again where you're like you're starting to slowly cry and then all of a sudden you start scream crying
1: mm, yeah. Yeah. it's like the
0: reverse of a Pixar movie where they get that away out in the way at the beginning this one waits to the very end to do it I
1: don't think that's true I don't think Pixar movies get it out right in the way It's right in the beginning it's
0: always this sad right at the beginning it's up she's dead immediately <laughs> Wally they leave him <laughs> That's uh, true. Finding Nemo. Bugs life. The leaf falls. Ratatouille. <laughs> the the ceiling falls down. It yeah. gets split up.
1: Finding Nemo. Everybody dies. Finding Nemo.
0: His whole family gets eaten.
1: Yeah, that is true. Everybody. Nothing dies. sad happens at the beginning of Monsters Inc.
0: At the beginning of Monsters Inc. No, that's that's the other way. Sad at the end. Yeah, sad at the end. It's either the beginning <laughs> or the end. It's usually yeah. Lion King. That's not Pixar, but anyway, <laughs> some <laughs> movies are sad at the beginning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tune in next week where we list movies that are sad at the beginning and at the end.
0: Um, For my criticisms of this movie, I think this movie is too long. Really? Yeah. I think it loses steam right after they get married. Mm-hmm. There's like a good chunk in the middle that there's a lot of just kind of, it kind of slows down until the stuff with the the dad comes up later. Because it kind of travels between being a romantic comedy, a family drama, and then a father-son bonding movie Mm -hmm. kind of goes all three. And then it ends like Love Actually, where it's like, oh, everyone can fall in love and everyone (laughs) can be happy and kiss in the English countryside. So getting into the plot here or the notes about the plot, for those of you who haven't seen it, we open up with Tim. We're introduced to Tim. He and his family live in this beautiful, the most beautiful house. One of the most beautiful coastal cornwall house and it's on the beach just the family dynamic is so nice they're watching the movies outside and they're just having a great time it's instantly i think it's the one of my favorite movie houses ever there's so Mm -hmm. many aspects of this movie that i'm like i want to pick pieces of my life and put them into parts of this movie Mm -hmm. like this movie has my favorite wedding scene i think in any movie i've seen except for the red wedding dress which i'm not a big fan of
1: So to get into the plot a little bit, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, uh, we start out with Tim, a young English boy living in Cornwall with his family, as Elliot mentioned. Uh, His family has an annual New Year's Eve party, and he's just turned 21. And after the New Year's Eve party, where there's some shenanigans that don't go in his favor, uh, Tim's dad, Bill Nye, sets him down and is like, hey, son, uh, you're 21 now, which means you're old enough to know the responsibility of time travel.
0: This is such a weird joke. It's It's not not a joke. If it's true, which it isn't, (laughs) although it is. But if it was, which it's not, which which, it is, how would I actually... You go into a dark place, clench your fists, think of the moment you're going to, and you'll find yourself there. (laughs)
1: It's going to be a complicated year. It's going to be a complicated life. And how the time travel function works in this movie is that you just have to go to a dark place, ball up your fists, and think back to the moment that you want to travel back to. Mm -hmm. So he tells his son to try this out by going back to the start, the New Year's Eve party. So Tim does, and he corrects all the wrongs, kisses the girl at midnight, all that, but he realizes that he's still not happy just being able to time travel. And of course, you know, his father then details you can try to get famous, try to get a lot of money. It ruins you. Right. What do you really want? And he realizes that all he really wants is a girlfriend. He's been pretty unlucky in love. And so now we watched him over the course of several years find a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he meets Rachel McAdams at a uh, <laughs> one of those like restaurants that are pitch black and yeah. only blind people work there. And I this is my favorite setup and device of the time travel in the movie because he goes to this chance encounter dinner where Rachel McAdams is there and they have a lovely time he takes her number but at the same time his current roommate angry single playwright father yeah. harry
0: and is
1: having his play premiere. yeah
0: but the blind date i think establishes something really smart which is that um he is able to get Rachel McAdams as his girlfriend Without the power yes. of time travel, but due to circumstances that happen after this scene, he then has to go back and fix it. But they do establish that that's like there's not the only way that Dom Gleeson can ever get into a relationship with Rachel McAdams. Is yeah, it's to like his, manipulate her with manipulate time her travel. Time travel. Yeah, right? they have
1: a genuine encounter, but because this play that his roommate is written is premiering and there's a blunder there, he goes back in time to fix the play, but therefore does not meet Rachel McAdams. So he knows that they've met, but she has no memory of him. Yeah. So he has to use what he remembers of her in the dinner and try and go back in time to a different time because the play has to stay the same. It has to go well. So he needs to find a different moment in time to meet her and try and meet her organically with him knowing who she is, but her not knowing who he is. Mm -hmm. And of course it's a cacophony of errors. Yeah.
0: And I'll I'll say here that I think this movie is edited really well. I think mm-hmm. they make it very clear when he's going back in time. Yeah, there's
1: like a sound effect that feels organic. I think and- it's
0: shot very nicely. It feels very cohesive and it's edited very well, That the the humor kind of punches exactly where it needs to and they do use a lot of creative sound bites and stuff for them going back and forth in time. And also I want to say this was my introduction to both Dom Hall Gleason and Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first movie I ever saw her in because yeah. I think... Not too long after this, Wolf of Wall Street she was in out. Wolf of Wall Street and yeah. then exploded into I every single movie I think it was like the ever. next year. Probably, yeah.
1: Margot Robbie has like a small character and this. she plays like his first potential girlfriend, but that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. She's a bit out of his league.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they get the, you know, quote unquote gimmick right out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, the men in the family can time travel. I'm not, I don't know why, but we can and blah, 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 blah. This is what you can use it for. This is how you can't use it. Don't screw up your life. What are you gonna use it for? I'm gonna try and get a girlfriend. Perfect. Let's focus on that. And that's that's all it is really. And he
1: tries to get a girlfriend being Margot Robbie and uses time travel for that and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And it
0: doesn't work. Which is a good right?
1: point for your setup for the Rachel McCadam situation.
0: Yeah. And so it, it establishes that that he is still at the end of the day human. And it was just, you know, whether you're attracted to somebody or you fall in love with someone, it's it's based on as
1: he says all the time in the world can't make somebody fall in love with you no
0: exactly and i also want to take this moment to talk about i think every character this movie is great and Mm -hmm. interesting and there's no no one feels shoveled in or uninteresting i think every from the parents to the sister to even Margot Robbie's character, the playwright's character, his best friend Rory, and the his other friend, the other ginger guy, and
1: mm-hmm. dodgy J. Yeah,
0: I think they're all really good and they're all funny, and they don't no one ever feels shoehorned into any scene.
1: No, they are like the classic rom-com cast of characters. Like you have the best friend who's like kind of a weirdo, and then like the asshole womanizer and the kind of flighty sister.
0: Yeah, but it never also kind of plays too much into the tropes. There's no dedicated um, like comic relief, comic relief best friend. They're kind of split throughout everyone. Everyone is kind of funny in their own way and everyone's kind of interesting. And there's uncle Desmond who's kind of an idiot, but also really funny. And Mm -hmm. everyone kind of falls into their, I don't know where they're supposed to be at the right time. And I think Bill Nye is spectacular incredible in this movie. I think he's the best part. And I think he just does a good job and they just really sell this dynamic between this father and this son and how close they are. Um, But...
1: Yeah, but also it's like about this progression of this relationship and how his ability to travel in time benefits them and grows with them. And so as the movie progresses and, you know, obviously this is not a spoiler, but him and Rachel McAdams get together. Yeah. And they start their life together and there's certain things that he realizes impede on his ability to go back in time. So all of a sudden he realizes like, oh, I can't go back in time further than when we had a child because any change will change the child we Mm -hmm. have. So now here's a new situation where he can't, he literally has a day on the calendar that he can't go past. Yeah. So uh, the past behind that day is the past and it's untouchable. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to live each day from there forward. And then as more things like that happen as the movie goes on, his ability to travel back in time isn't as helpful as it seems because it's so limited. And that's a great way where they introduce the rules of time travel. But again, we don't really need to understand the mechanics. All we need is just the basic rules.
0: Yeah. And they they establish those basic rules by when the conflict is where he's like, the dead's even just like, Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You can't go past after this. And he kind of learns about it that way, as opposed to him being like, don't do this sort of like kind of establishing at the mm-hmm. top where he does go back way, way back. And he has a different child and he has a son instead of a daughter. And it just gets all crazy mm-hmm. from there. And the butterfly effect. and all. Yeah. That and of stuff.
1: also you can try to change the past for good, but sometimes that's actually not going to be good in the present. Like his sister is struggling throughout the movie. She's kind of depressed. She doesn't really know which way she wants to go. She's in a shitty relationship and he goes back in time and kind of tries to save her from this one, moment in time that had a domino effect Mm -hmm. and he does that. And then once they get back to the present, he realizes that she actually did kind of need to go through those things and experience that in order for his life to remain the same, but also for hers and for her to get better from there. Yeah. And I think that was a really poignant thing where it was like, not that there's so much value in suffering, but it was kind of like for everybody's lives, to go the way they needed to, she kind of had to go through that. And she says herself, you know, maybe I'm the faller. Maybe I'm the person in the family who Mm -hmm. stumbles, who doesn't succeed, who things don't work out for. And that doesn't mean that she has to be that person all the time. But in these moments in time, he realizes the value in that. She actually does have to be that person. She does Mm -hmm. have to go through that to get better.
0: Yeah. And it just, it's one of the only movies where I actually believe the, two main characters are in a relationship and actually really like each other. They have a very good dynamic. It never feels like they're, I don't know, too like Hollywood in love or too unbelievable where I feel like, why this person would never date this person or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And they do a good job at kind of, I don't know, like playing through all of these kind of key moments in any relationship, but with like an interesting kind of, time traveling dynamic yeah
1: too. and we don't do the gimmick of like they have to break up to get back together no like i really love that they don't do that trope and like of course they have their cliche moments there's like a montage in the subway where you know we jump ahead a year and it's all the times that they go to the subway together and sure also, but <laughs> that also
0: ushers in the greatest song of all time which is right. how long will i love you
1: <laughs> how long will i love you yeah. uh phew, debatable but anyways, yeah, I think that's a good point that, like, they, um, they're um they not too cliche, but at the same time, it's still rom-com characters.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do want to say, to point out that there, the theater scene when he goes back from the blind date to fix the theater premiere um that whole scene reminds me of the seminal scene from spider-man 2 when mm. mary jane is in the play in the play and she's looking at the audience and she forgets her line she's looking for peter and there's the guy who's on the sidelines saying i am glad i'm glad like telling her her lines because she's forgot them in that moment that's what it made me thought of
1: i'm pretty sure that's that was his inspiration mm-hmm.
0: do you think this this movie is the rom-com memento Um,
1: No Okay (laughs) No I haven't seen Memento You've never seen Memento? No Well Memento doesn't actually have any time travel in it It's just a man who has short term memory loss So he can't remember the day before
0: Oh so it's nothing like this
1: (laughs) So it's not even remotely And he's trying to hunt down the man who raped and killed his wife But he can't remember if he's already found him
0: Okay a little further from this plot (laughs) for sure (laughs) Um, and his
1: his body becomes a permanent map because he has to tattoo himself to remember him.
0: what he's yeah, already there's, done. There's no tattoos in this movie. There's no tattoos, mm-hmm. and
1: the beginning of the movie is actually the end.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't do that.
1: But nice try, though.
0: <laughs> nice try. Next time, I'll, well, maybe I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I just think it's really good. I just think it's just it's one of those movies. I think I watch it almost every year just because mm-hmm. it's just one of those kind of easy to watch movies and you kind of know the lines and you have a good laugh and you kind of remember certain moments of it. And I don't know. I just think that Domin hall, is that how you pronounce his name? Is like the perfect, everyone's going to make the comparison where it's, this movie is written for Hugh Grant because it's a Richard Curtis movie but i think he i think he does, does a, a better job he does a really good job he does
1: please. a better job than i mean Hugh Grant at this point would be i think too old to play a
0: 21 year old sure but then at the same time Tom <laughs> Gleason is also too old to play yeah, a 21
1: yeah at least he grows and into it he Rachel is McAdams. he's not 21 for the whole movie but no. Rachel McAdams never looks 20 i don't think they actually say how old she is maybe she's older than him but they never say that but i don't think so i think it's implied that they're in their early 20s when the movie starts him yeah. specifically. Well, they 21. go through the
0: whole, you know, they go until they're they've had three kids, so yeah, they kind of have to span the entire the entire way there. And then, I think up into the wedding scene where it talks about like their whole thing, how they got together, all the things. that got the montage. We have the oh, the Australian girls back, but I'm not gonna go and date you because I'm I'm in love with my girlfriend. And he proposes. They get married. And then there's kind of a little bit of a slow period, like even thinking back to it now, I can't remember too much of the stuff that happens in between up until they realize that, spoiler alert, the father has cancer. Mm -hmm. And there's been a bunch of scenes kind of leading up to this of very important father and son moments. They usually play a lot of table tennis together and they kind of establish that they're very close and they have this like intense relationship. Right. And what an extraordinary game this is. For the first time, a father and son are playing each other in the World Table Tennis Final, and neither of them are Chinese. Tremendous play from the old world champion and his son, the first openly ginger British table tennis player. But there are signs the youngsters are beginning to crack. There are tears in his eyes. There are not. This will be. This whole family is just super close. Everyone's just kind of raised together. They're all kind of on the same page. They're all kind of support each other. There's never any moment when any character is, mad at another Mm -hmm. character there's no like kind of every scene in harry potter when some friend doesn't like some other friend or whatever it is it kind of never goes into that direction it kind of leads all up into this thing where they find out that the father has cancer and he kind of obviously having been able to go back and forth through time he knows that it's coming and he knows exactly when it's going to happen we get this kind of heartbreaking scene when rachel mcadams kind of talks to Donald Gleason and says, like, maybe we should have this third child. But then he knows that by having this next child that he can never see his father again. Yeah, he can never
1: go back in time. His father's already
0: passed away and he can't go back in time. And then there's this like, the moment where you ball your eyes out is when they, he has this last moment when he goes back in time to play table tennis with his father and kind of says, like, oh, this is... This is goodbye.
1: And I love that they interweave that through the movie where the father and the son kind of have these acknowledgements to each other of like, oh, you're revisiting this moment. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, have we already had this conversation? Oh, yes, we have. Or, you know, the dad's doing the speech at his wedding yeah. and his dad, he actually, Domino Gleason goes through like the all the different options of the best men yeah. and then his dad does it he and then his dad, dad goes ba- person, Yeah, he really picked person. the wrong person. And then his dad goes back and redoes his speech. Yeah. It's kind of this like funny... It's not really explicitly said, but it's implied through their interactions of like, oh, where are you coming from? Oh, you're coming from that day. I understand.
0: It's kind of this unspoken, just kind of understanding that you can also use this thing. And, oh, where are you coming from? That you're not just there on that day. Yeah. And it's kind of this, it's very smart in terms of like a writing point of view to kind of do variations of the same scenes over and over again. but. It just also makes it impactful when he's just like, "I came back to this moment because I feel like I let myself down because I did so and so." Mm-hmm. And they kind of get to like, "I sit didn't in say those, this." Those, those, I didn't get to say this, and I'm gonna say it now. And then they have a scene when, from certain points of view, looks sounds like it breaks kind of the time traveling logic where they go so far back in time that it's like, yeah, this this perfect day where the father and the son are running on the beach together. And he's like a a young boy at this point, they're kind of having Mm -hmm. this last day together. And it's kind of one of those things where the scene is kind of impactful on its own for it to kind of forget the logic behind it. And you kind of forget like, Oh, I don't really care if this is (laughs) doesn't make sense in the time travel kind of lore, but it's just the scene works on its own yeah. in order for it to make up for it.
1: The only thing that doesn't make sense of they is they spent the whole movie explaining that he, Neither of them can go back before their children were born without affecting the outcome of that. And even though, like, like the father explains that he can't go back in time and fix his cancer because he well, They can't got go it. back
0: and change anything.
1: They can't go back and change anything. And he can't go back in time and fix his cancer because he'd already have kids by the time he got diagnosed. Um, but he's like, okay, we'll go back in time and you will be a child. And as long as we don't change anything... Well, we they should be fine. Just replay
0: that same day. Yeah, the they way just, it had already and played. And they do out. the exact
1: same thing. So that way they don't affect the future, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. But my confusion is 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 he then, is Domino Gleason um, his like present self, but in his child's body?
0: I guess so. Well, he just has this. I don't know if he'd be his present self, but. I, it must be because they takes his sister back in time and she's her present self Yeah, and he's always his present self when he goes back to do other things. So I don't know.
1: That's the, this last watch was the first time I realized that he must be an adult in a child's body. And that made me laugh <laughs> more than cry, but yeah. it is a very impactful scene. No,
0: it's great. And then the movie doesn't you know it, it pretty much ends closely after that. And it basically just kind of, you know, it, it kind of hammers home the, the, Mentality of you don't really need time travel in order to have a great life. You kind of need to live every day like it's your last and kind of make the most out of every moment, which is, you know, something that I don't know, rings home for me where I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just like a good kind of message to live by and i feel like all of Rich's, richard curtis's movies yeah messages kind of like that
1: that's not a theme though in memento i will also say that
0: oh it's not no it's not that love conquers all <laughs> no and that you i mean need-
1: kind of but not really it's more like uh, vengeance is poisonous mm-hmm. um one of the one of the first gifts you ever got me was you got me a dvd copy of about time that's that's dating us how old we are and how long we've been dating. Yeah. So you got me a DVD hot off the shelves. And
0: 2014? You,
1: yeah, 2014. 2013. And you took the cover out and you drew your own about time cover and put it in the DVD case.
0: To be fair, folks at home, if you want a gift hack, I don't know if they still do this, but if you buy the Blu-ray of certain movies, it comes with a DVD and you can then put said DVD into a separate DVD case and you can just draw a little new cover on it. You save some money, but then also get a very impactful gift.
1: I still have that DVD. Yeah. So I brought it with us but, yeah. when we moved.
0: Yeah. And it's. um, And we've
1: been watching it every year since ever then. since, every day,
0: every <laughs> night before bed. How long draw.
1: will I love you? How long
0: will I love you? Yeah. It's, I dream about it every night.
1: That, I think that's my least favorite song this movie has been, ever
0: in your whole life
1: in this movie this movie has a really good soundtrack and I think this is like one of those I just think
0: yeah, this movie does have a great soundtrack but I just that's where the rom-com cheese kind of comes yeah. in where it, it's it dialed fit. up to 11 where they have the montage of them like running back and forth it's clever because they have that you know back and forth in the subway and the on the tube and then they <laughs> go back and forth and they're kind of in costumes for Halloween they're just late for their trains blah 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 they're Work,
1: you're coming back from a party,
0: and that's the guy from Once Singing How
1: Long Will I Love You.
0: you? I'm sure you'll hear this song 15 (laughs) times in this recording,
1: but I think like it just doesn't fit well with like the Nick Drake and all the other music. And this is one of those examples to me of like a movie that sorry, Nick Cave that uses um uh like songs. That aren't what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like when you compose music for a TV or a movie, that's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But using music that already exists in a yeah, movie they use licensed music. Yeah, sorry, thank you. Using licensed music perfectly. <laughs> I think it's so good in the way that it becomes character themes and also like when certain scenes are happening or they're having repeated conversations, that same music kind of swells in and you it sets the tone. And I think they do such a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah how long will i love you though oh banger
0: the song <laughs> of summer 2013
1: yeah you're jamming out to that every day
0: mm-hmm. it was great uh do you have any final thoughts this is a little bit of a shorter episode for everyone today obviously we can we talk to each other all day so there's only <laughs> so much more we can talk about
1: and if we didn't talk to each other all day if we recorded this like after not seeing each other for a week it would probably be like incomprehensible blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, there'd just be, it would be, I don't know if anyone at home does this, but when you text somebody and each different text bubble is referencing a different section of a different story that you're kind of going back and forth with. First text addresses this, second is this thing, this is completely different, this is about blah, 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 blah. So that's what you'd be missing. And you're not going to hear that because it would be... Uh, (laughs) vomit-inducing.
1: I wouldn't want to hear that. Uh, But no, I think this is, if you're in the mood, I think this is a perfect movie to like watch on a kind of rainy day, snuggle up on the couch with a pumpkin-scented candle, make yourself a grilled cheese.
0: Oh my God, we have this pumpkin-scented fucking candle sorry Tracy I have to swear this one time in our apartment and every time I walk into this apartment it just smells like the fudge store in a train station
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's a bad thing it's just so wonderful
0: just, just, just churning metal um metal maple fudge in my <laughs> metal bathroom. fudge
1: it smells wonderful it's a pumpkin cream candle um anyways I highly recommend watching this movie this fall uh watch it alone watch with your significant other watch with your dad The mom character in this movie, uh, she's great. She doesn't have a big presence in the movie.
0: But still great. But
1: she's still great. And you know exactly who she is without having to hit it home Mm -hmm. in a very hunky, hokey way.
0: This is also, I don't remember the, is it Vanessa Kirby? Is that her name? The actress? Mm -hmm. This. First movie I ever saw her in too. Yeah. She's she's so good. She's an action star now. She's in Fast and Furious and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And they saw About Time and they said, I bet you this chick can drive a car really freaking fast. This girl can throw down. (laughs) Vin Diesel and Vanessa Kirby. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is like the perfect Sunday afternoon kind of movie. Just, I don't know. It's just one of those movies that makes you happy, sad, and... Just a good all-around time. I, most of the time, I think English humor is my favorite kind of humor. Mm-hmm. It's just this dry... For for the best friend, Rory alone, and the, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays the playwright, they're just so good. They're, they're so just, funny. Everybody kind of chews up all the scenes that they're in, and this movie, I think, is better than any any reason that it needs to be. I think it's... I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't know if I... Do you like this more than Love Actually? Yes,
1: I like this movie more. I find it's less corny than Love Actually.
0: Yeah, but but yeah, it's different though because Love Actually has it's very much. I only can watch it during Christmas time.
1: Yeah, and it's an ensemble cast. Less is yeah. like literally. There's really only three main characters in this movie. Yeah, if that.
0: It's worth a watch. Um, Kate is definitely wrong. This movie is very good. Go watch it. I think
1: Kate's afraid. Of how much she loves this movie, mm-hmm. she's never seen it, but she knows she's gonna love it. And it she's almost, never seen it. I don't think so.
0: She, why does she hate it so much?
1: Because that's Kate. That Kate's scared sure. of herself. That's it's, really it's what it is.
0: She does You should watch it alone for the commitment to haircuts people have in this movie. Mm. Rachel McAdams, same haircut her entire life. Dom Hall Gleason, same haircut his whole life. Rory? Everybody, everybody in this movie has the same haircut their entire life. And good for you, if you know it works keep it yeah I'm looking down at my paper and I realized I didn't write a closing section so folks at home if you liked these little one-off kind of separate movie episodes let us know
1: make Kate and Maggie go to Europe
0: yeah make them <laughs> send them to Europe more often we'll do them again and um, we will do a drive episode I promise or if you want us to talk about other movies you know send us a message comment do I don't know a courier pigeon call us do whatever you want. And until next time, thanks for stopping by.
1: Bye. My week has been good. I've gotten the chance to reconnect with some cats which is filling a fluffy void in my hole. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) That's staying in. No.
1: (laughs) I'm starting again. (laughs) I'm not leaving that in.
0: I'm I'm putting it at the end. (laughs) If you stay past the credits, you've earned this little cute nugget.
1: (laughs) Ask me again.